What's up, y'all? Welcome back to HRT. I hope your week was swell. This week, I have a new guest. His name is Oliver. Uh, he's slightly older, so I'm excited to pick his brain and learn more about what it was like transitioning at an older age. Um, but before we start, I wanted to let you guys know that I now have a Discord server. Let me get a round of applause, future Max. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I have a Discord server, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, it only launched like two days ago, and we already have a bunch of people in it. Um, you should definitely come join. I'm hella active in there, so if you want to come say hi, you should. Um, I go to bed like mad early, and the other night, I stayed up way past my bedtime because I was having so much fun talking in it. So definitely join that. It's a great way to meet other trans people and just other people in general. And yeah, come join that, and let's go talk to Oliver. All right, Oliver, let me start with asking you, where are you from? Um, I'm from uh, Missouri, but I live in Washington State now. So, but yeah. Slay. When did you move? Um, at the end of 2020. So, yeah, late 2020. Wow. How, um, yeah. how was Missouri with, you know, being trans, <laughs> all that fun stuff? Um, I was not out uh, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I... I, that was actually kind of part of the coming out trans process, but, um, yeah, I was definitely not out. Um, and it partially was a a part of, because the area was not, uh, super accepting or it was, it just wasn't a thing. So you, you picked up and said, I'm moving so that I could be happy. (laughs) Uh, basic, I mean, more or less. Yes. Um, my partner at the time, uh, ex wife, um, she got a job and so, we moved to Washington State. Um, wow. So again, I followed her out here and then ended up working at the same place. So oh, that's cool. How's how's Washington? Yeah. Do you like it there? Uh, yes, love it, love it. Um, definitely was meant to be here. It's very beautiful. Um, mountains, uh, ocean. It's Hell amazing. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Yeah, we were talking about how uh, you belong in the West. I want to live yes. in the West so <laughs> bad, bro. So bad. The yeah. East is not it. The East is not it. I won't lie. Yeah, it's it's amazing um, being able to like go out and hike like almost every weekend or go paddleboarding um, <sighs> stuff. Like I never thought I would ever find myself enjoying because in the Midwest it's uh, disgustingly hot in the summer. So I was always like, I hate summer. I can't do it. And but now here it's 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 awesome. That is sick. I also hate the hot weather. It's like just yeah. starting to feel like fall, and I feel like I can breathe again. So, <laughs> but I would love to live in the West. Um, pro tip on that. Um, if you are on SSRIs, it does like mess with your temperature regulation system. I found that out after I stopped taking them oh, and was like, oh, that would have been cool to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah. Now you said that you hadn't come out when you were living in Missouri. How old were you when you came out? Um, I was 29 Shit, okay. um yeah and how old are you now uh yeah i'm about to turn 32 in december nice. like i'm not about to i guess but i'll be 32 in december so 
Happy not too almost, long. almost birthday? <laughs> uh, yeah, almost, almost-ish. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't It just kind of like clicked after listening to a Ladies in Tangents episode, <laughs> funnily enough. Um, so... Wow, that kind of I don't a pride episode that they did like kind of made me have that aha moment like oh shit that's mm-hmm. that's what it be so um, <laughs> that kind of like started an avalanche of stuff <laughs> <laughs> an avalanche of stuff that's all that being trans- oh, yeah. it's just an avalanche <laughs> yeah it really is it it's truly uh, kind of like Pandora's box like once <laughs> you start working on some stuff like it just is never ending issue after issue and. <laughs> Just new things to deal with. Everything just unfolds. And it's just chaotic. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, <laughs> it does. But the beautiful thing is you can rebuild it. So, Period. Period. <laughs> yes. You know it. You know it. Uh, you're on testosterone, right? Yes. Yeah. Do you do injections? Uh, yes, I do uh, sub-Q. I got one intramuscular guy. <laughs> I can't be mad anymore. I, I know. <laughs> I know he said that. I, I listened to that episode, and as soon as he said uh, I am, I was like, oh, he's going to be so happy. <laughs> Dude, like, and it's crazy that he's the only fucking one, and besides me, like, crazy. I thought that I am was the more popular one compared to Sub Q. But that seems, it, I don't know, man. I, I hate needles to begin with, but real, going into like your muscles seems just extra savage. <laughs> You must really want it, man. <laughs> Dude, I've been thinking, you know, because all these episodes and talking to all these people who do sub-Q has really got me thinking, because I hate shot day. I've said it so many times, but it's really got me thinking recently if I should change to sub-Q. And if that's possible, I low-key don't even know. It should be, I right? I don't, yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't be. Honestly, just may have to talk, talk to your doctor. Talk to your doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't, I... I'm pretty sure my doctor, I kind of blacked out like that day and luckily Ray went with me. So, um, but I'm pretty sure she was like, oh, you can do like either. It's not too much of a difference. And here you go. That's wild. Yeah. My doctor was like, no, there's no such thing as putting testosterone into your stomach. That's wild. Never do that. These people on social media are fooling you and they're probably doing drugs. And I was like, oh my God. That's He's a lot a of liar. <laughs> you fucking liar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, uh, what yeah, is your that's dose? Unfortunate. Yeah, no, it's terrible. But <laughs> what's your dose? <laughs> um, I do 50 milligrams of testosterone a week. Ooh. So 0.25 milliliters. Nice, nice. I did learn the difference between milliliters and milligrams. <laughs> Good. I'm so. I actually came prepared in case you asked me because I was going to do a demonstration of how to visualize it. Oh my God, please, please. Because I was just about to say, I still don't <laughs> <Yeah>. understand. <laughs> so imagine this is like your testosterone bottle, and like the water in there is just the liquid that houses the testosterone. So it like helps carry it into your body. Uh-huh. And then I have salt, and that's like the milligrams of the testosterone dose itself. So you're combining those, and then that's what you're injecting into yourself. Oh, my God. Does that make sense? That makes sense. <laughs> okay, cool. I tried to find food coloring, but it was not successful. <laughs> Dude, you have my utmost fucking respect right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I loved the fucking demonstration. Are you kidding? We're clipping that. Good, yeah. That Sometimes amazing. people just need visual. Yeah. I am a visual learner. I am. I <laughs> you say things to me, it goes in one ear, out the other. 
Oh, yeah. I love that visual. Thank you so much. I'll never question <laughs> yeah. it again. And every time I talk yeah. about it on future episodes, I will clip what you just did and I will show it right here. <laughs> for everybody to see. Good. <laughs> um, now, okay, you said that you hate needles and stuff. Do you have, like, how do yeah. you feel about shot, uh, shot anxiety? Do you have it or not? I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, I still get like kind of anxious about it, but um, I'm very fortunate and my partner, uh, Ray, does it for me. So I haven't ever had to stick myself yet. Um, really? I know I'm, I'm very lucky. Uh, I know that. <laughs> wow. Um, so that's so yeah, awesome. So, that's cool. You have somebody do it for you. I'm so jealous. Yeah, so I get to just like kind of like stand there and zone out and just kind of focus on breathing until it's over. <laughs> Wow. And then she has to like tell me as soon as she takes it out so that I can be like, ah. That's so. Wow. I'm like hella yeah. jealous. I've had my sister do it for me once or twice because I went through a phase was like, where I was like, I'm physically going to kill myself if I have to do this myself. I need help. <laughs> that's, I'm worried that's what I would be at. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool though that you have a partner to do that for you. She doesn't mind needles. Um, she has hella tattoos and just like got her own tattoo gun recently to, to <laughs> practice on herself and has piercings and stuff. So she's not shy with needles. So that helps. <laughs> See, I wish that could be me because like I can get tattoos pretty easily. I'm a little nervous going to the tattoo shop, but that's not really about the needles. That's more like I'm putting something on my skin forever. But mm. I, I think when I started testosterone, I was like, it's fine. I have tattoos. I won't care. And now <laughs> I care. <laughs> I, I don't even have tattoos. Like, I, my ears were pierced um, against my will when I was an infant. So <laughs> that's it. <laughs> wow. Do you ever want to, like, get to a place where you can do it yourself? Or are you chilling with having her do it for you? I'm fine doing it, like, having it having her do it for me. Um, I mean, obviously I would like, if there was extenuating circumstances, like do it myself, I would, mm. I would probably buck up and figure it out. Or, um, luckily I, I work somewhere that they could also like help me out probably, but, mm. um, yeah. Well, that's cool. For now, I'm just kind of uh, hoping for the best. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we're And it's, it's doing well so far. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome though. How long have you been on T? I didn't even ask you. Um, I started, uh, January 19th of this year. So, okay, um, nice. about seven, eight months. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. I feel like I've only had guests who's guests who have been on it longer than a year or, mm. or Jackson who was on it and came off. I've never had somebody who's been less than a year. So that's pretty cool. Mm. I would have, I would have, honestly, I would have assumed you've been on it for like two years at least. That voice oh, that's awesome. dropped. <laughs> that voice dropped fast, huh? It, it really did. <laughs> it came in hot. Um, yeah, that's uh, awesome. What can I say? It's also kind of morning time-ish, and I haven't like talked a whole bunch to other people, so that plays got, a part. But got yeah. that sexy morning voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Do you think your voice has been one of your favorite changes from T? That you noticed oh absolutely absolutely um that was like the main thing that i was looking forward to the most um like that and really like wanting a beard mm. um yeah those were the two that i was just absolutely dying for yeah i feel you i don't think i i don't think i had any facial hair until like the two year three year mark i feel like 
that's one of the last things that come and it's what everyone mm-hmm. wants the most. Yeah. I, I rocked the pedo stash for way too fucking long. Way <laughs> too long. I don't know how any girl had any interest in me because <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> that just means your personality is spot on. <laughs> wow it's all about the personality yeah. boys it's all the <laughs> yeah it really is <laughs> nice guys do not finish last you heard it here first <laughs> uh so we were talking we were texting the other day about crying while being on testosterone can you cry yes do Absolutely. you cry <laughs> Absol- all the time <laughs> still all the time yeah, I can cry. It's a specialty of mine. Very, very sensitive boy. Um, yes. Uh, and before I started testosterone, um, I cried constantly. Um, no matter what the emotion was, angry cry, happy cry, sad cry, just everything. Angry crying um, is the fucking worst. Yes. There is oh my nothing God, worse. It would that. just angry crying and then being angry that I'm crying because I'm angry and just does not help anything. And I'm like, I can't tell you why I'm angry, but I just need you to know I am and just tears streaming down my face. And it was not bro. And like you, you're angry and then no. you start crying and then it's the feeling yeah. of embarrassment that just sends me over. Yes. The I'm like, nah, I ain't going to let these fuckers see me cry. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was too much. It was too much. Um, but yeah, that's definitely like leveled out. Um, I think a lot of it too might be just getting older in general and mm. being more in touch with my emotions and stuff and realizing, I, I don't know, like, yeah. He said, <laughs> I'm emotionally stuff. mature. <laughs> uh, getting there, trying to be. <laughs> but yeah, uh. no, I, I still definitely cry. Um it, it takes a little bit more and it's not as like spontaneous, mm-hmm. thankfully, Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's still, it still comes out. And, but if you're not crying, it, it comes out in other ways. So mm, that's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. I never really thought about that. Yeah. I only cry at movies and TV shows. Real life problems don't affect me. <laughs> don't think that's a good thing. <laughs> well, I would ask like, what, what are the things that like make you cry and like how, how are they making you feel in relation to like what's going on in your life? Yeah. That's what it comes down to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I told you this would happen, man. I told you. (laughs) Am I the one being interviewed right now? (laughs) Dude. Okay. Well, have you ever watched any Marvel shows or movies at all? (sighs) I mean, yeah. <laughs> I watched. I'm a millennial, of course I have. <laughs> I watched. I watched uh, Avengers Endgame the other night. Sobbed my ass mm-hmm. out. Sobbed. Sp- every Spider-Man mm-hmm. movie sobbed. <laughs> every yeah. every yep. TV show, music video, movie that has a dog in it, I can't watch it. I can't. Oh yeah. And even if have the dog is happy, seen... I can't. <laughs> have you ever seen the movie Hachi? No. Is it? Is it about? Oh a dog? my god. Yes, it's about a dog, and it's the saddest movie in the entire world. You will never find me watching it. Okay, okay. If somebody tries to tell you to watch it, then don't. It would wreck you. Thank you for the heads up. Yeah. (laughs) You should just read, like, a summary of it, but, yeah. (laughs) Like, mm -mm. (laughs) I can't, like, 
it's like goes for like any animal though. Every time there's like a scene where a dog just like so much, it's fucking whimpers. I'm like, get this off mm-hmm. my screen right now. Like I get actually yeah. angry. Like, cause like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is the point? Like, yeah, just because point? it's an innocent animal. Like, uh, making me yeah. feel things. I don't want to feel. I know. Transphobic. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> right? It's a hate crime because I hated it. <laughs> Uh, okay so we're getting better at not crying all the time that's good (laughs) yes (laughs) is it good though like do you ever feel like you need to cry but can't Mm, there's been a couple of times i guess yeah but i think that's honestly more again just me kind of sitting with why i'm blocked up Mm. So you sit there and you process your emotions. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> like a healthy person. <laughs> but yeah, it's either, if I don't cry, it's going to come out as me being pissed off for no reason. Um, right. And that's not good, so... And that is why cis men punch walls. <laughs> I've yes, come to exactly. learn. Because exactly. when I can't cry, I get angry. And then I punch walls. Yeah. And it's yeah. not healthy. So... It's frustrating not being able to process your emotions. It is. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, that's kind of like I, in the last couple of years, like I've really um, too much probably hyper-focused on uh, just kind of learning how the brain processes trauma and how your mental health is really affected by all these things. Um, yeah. And it just, it the more I learn about it, the more it's easier to kind of take control of like what's going on more, I guess, of like. I'm feeling this, but I know like it's okay and that it's going to pass and that, you know, I felt this way because this happened in the past, but I'm safe now. So it's okay. If you could just be the voice in my head from now on, I'd greatly appreciate it. <laughs> you, you, have, you can do that for yourself though. You're right. But yes, right. I will absolutely do that for you. You can hit me up anytime. <laughs> just text you to be my 24 seven therapist. Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Do you think you've used that information with all that stuff in your transition at all? Like, has it helped you? Yeah. In that sense? That's oh, cool. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, just being able to cope with um, kind of, I guess, how society, like, views mm. trans issues and stuff. Like, it, mm. it's not a reflection of me, per se, but, true. you know. True. I don't, yeah, just kind of learning how to like uh, understand societal norms more, I guess, more is um, mm. easier to cope with it. Don't conform. <laughs> You're not yeah, here conform. to please anybody but yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Period. Yes. And it's kind of like you have, uh, I heard you have two lives, like the one you lead uh, doing what everybody else wants you to do, and then the one that you live when you wake up. Mm-hmm. That's something that I feel like I need to live by, by being on, like, social media and things like that. Oh, yeah. You got to remember, cause especially with all these fucking dumbass people in my comment section. <laughs> Dude, I be yeah, getting, that is rough. I be getting, like, comments recently that are, like, one words. And it's almost, like, worse than getting, like, a full, like, hate paragraph when someone mm-hmm. just comments the word, like, sad. I'm like, it kind of hurts more. <laughs> I'm like, damn, you didn't even put effort into it. <laughs> God. Like, this yeah. is sad. And I'm like, ah, you're stressing me out, please. 
Like, are you are you sad or like who's sad? <laughs> Why are you sad? Why are you trying to make me sad? That's what I should have said. Like, oh, why are you sad? Are you here because you need yeah, comfort? Like, you, what's going on, bro? <laughs> you go be their therapist. They could use a lot of help. I'm good on that, man. I, I need to contact my therapist still. <laughs> I've been ghosting her. <laughs> Instead, I'm just on TikTok and on YouTube watching Patrick Tian videos. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he said, I'm good on that, homie. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I can only do so much. I'm only one man. Yeah, honestly, they need they need too much help. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask you, though, uh, do you have top surgery? And if not, do you want top surgery? I do not. And I would like to eventually get it. Um, it's, yeah, it's on the list. But are you, like, working towards that right now? Or is it, are you focusing on other things in your transition first? Um, I'm kind of just trying to exist right now. <laughs> Um, not really like it's, it's something that's on my mind and I like, I would like to get to it like within the next probably five years ish, I would say, but beyond that, I haven't. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of just riding out testosterone still for a little bit. That's cool. Taking it step by step a little slowly. I yeah. like that. I think I rushed not too fast. I don't want to say I rushed too fast in my transition, but I was young and felt like I needed to get it all done in a certain amount of time and not that I would change that, but it definitely would have been a little bit smarter to go a little slowly and maybe enjoy the process a little bit more. Mm. So I think that's cool. <coughs> um, mm. Do you have like, Oh, I wanted to ask you if since you're moving slowly, does that mean that that, doesn't give you as much dysphoria as you thought it would like is that your main source um, of dysphoria or or no yeah yeah definitely um i don't know i'm i'm lucky that i i get to work from home a majority of the time um so i don't go out too often and then like when i do it's normally just like ray and i so hmm. it, that's cool i'm not too focused on it I, I guess I try just to not think about it and distract myself with things that I can control at the moment more um I absolutely have horrible bad days where it's all I can think about um don't get me wrong um but it, it's just one day at a time I guess and how old did you say you were right now I'm 31 it's definitely different and interesting hearing from somebody who's slightly older talk about how they're coping with dysphoria and, you know, all the struggles that come with being trans because you got a good head on your shoulders. <laughs> and I feel like that's probably <laughs> the difference, you know, transitioning yeah. at an older age. Like I couldn't, I didn't have the emotional maturity to think like that when I was 18 about to get top surgery. I was like, no, I need it now. <laughs> I don't know. I like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't age probably does play a little bit of it, but I've definitely met people my age and older that are not, um, at the same maturity emotionally, I guess mm. I would say. So it just kind of depends on everybody's personal journey. True. True. Because I don't know. I would, yeah, there's definitely people, um, 
in the boomer era that <laughs> try try and catch them being emotionally mature. And that's no, yeah, that's true. That's a struggle. That whole generation doesn't know what emotionally mature means at all. <laughs> Emotions, what? <laughs> yeah, they don't. They don't even know they have their own emotions. To be honest. Uh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, when did you say you came out as trans again? Um, when I was twenty nine. Twenty nine. That's when I when I started. Well, yeah, yeah. I came out. I didn't really come out. I guess I just like put stuff on social media and, <laughs> and was like. <laughs> It's happening. Like, here's a picture I cut off my hair. <laughs> Hashtag trans. And then everybody was like, what? <laughs> that's like, uh, that's like, it yeah. doesn't have to be a big thing, though. Like, people yeah. think that coming out has to be this big announcement. It, like, doesn't. Like, you could just yeah. be like, hey, I'm a dude. <laughs> just so you know. Yeah. And I just want to be like, if you think about it, like, it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it, guys? Like, come on. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, did you, how long, like, did you know you were trans before you came out? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I knew like as a, a very, very young child, like my, like my family would always joke around with me about how I would tell them I was a boy <laughs> and like want to get my hair cut, like Forrest Gump in particular. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's awesome. So I was like, it, looking back now, I'm like, how, where was yeah. the disconnect there? But just little what? things like that. And I'm like, why did nobody tell yeah. me? <laughs> I, yeah. Why was this not discussed? Um, yeah, no. And then I, I remember like going and hanging out with my grandma, at, like a senior center, like before, like starting school even. And mm-hmm. um, I would always like wear a hat, like super low. <laughs> So nobody could like really see like my face mm-hmm. and uh, all the old people would like be like, thank you, sir. As I would hold the doors open for him. And I would just, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. I am a boy. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was the greatest. I just think yes. this little kid me like, Oh <laughs> yes, it was awesome. Um, and then, yeah, like it's when I started school, like that's when stuff started getting like separated and, I was like, what, like, why am I, why, why? (laughs) Like, I like girls. This is fine, I guess. Like, I'm cool with that. But like, this is not, I don't feel like I fit in here. But, um, you know, not really having a language for that. And then, um, I don't know, like, my family just kind of then enforcing, like, the stereotypical roles on, you know, you know, from there, it just kind of snowballed. Do you think that you, like, you know, when, when people when older people would refer to you as sir and whatnot, and that was affirming, like, and you liked it, do you think that you actually, like, were you that self-aware at a young age where you were like, yes, I want to be a boy. I am a boy, should have been born a boy. Or like, were you just like, I like that and I don't know why <laughs> kind of thing. Like it, it I, I don't know if it's like looking back now with high, like 2020 hindsight, but from my, my memory, it, it really felt like, yes, like that's, they see me. Like I felt seen for the first time. Right. Um, and yeah, even like, even after like puberty and having to go through that hellscape of like Mm -hmm. cis female puberty. Right. Um, yeah, that like, I would still like all the time, like wish, like if, Oh, you know, if I could just wake up as a boy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, 
it would be awesome. And still not putting two and two together for so long. For yeah. so long, Cody. It was so dumb. <laughs> no, like, for real. Nobody for fucking real. told me that there was an option. Dude, I know. What is that about? <laughs> it was, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I grew up in the, uh, like a smaller town in Missouri. So uh, being gay was a big deal for me to be a lesbian when I came out as a lesbian in high school. So it, being trans was like oh, yeah. it, not in my world at all. Yeah, completely foreign. I get that. Yeah. I I had this similar kind of experiences where like, I don't know, I would go like skiing with my dad or something and I would... I would put on all like the big puffy clothing that you got to wear for skiing because you're in the snow, obviously. And I'd wear like the face masks and stuff that like cover every inch of my face except for my eyes. I would make sure my hair was like tucked into my helmet and shit. And like (laughs) people on the, I was like, I would like ski like underneath of the chairlift and people would be like, hell yeah, little dude. Like, fuck yeah. And I'd be like, yes, that was awesome. Why did I like that so much? But I never like, I wasn't that self-aware. I'd never like went the extra step of being like, okay, why did I like that though? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, so like, I, I don't that. know. It felt like, yeah, I felt like I was self-aware, but then it was just like mm-hmm. kind of unfortunately beaten out of me. I mean, not like, not literally beaten out of me, unfortunately, <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, just kind of pushed back. Right. Now, can I ask if you have a supportive family? Uh, I do not. Um, I stopped speaking to my dad like right after I graduated high school. So um, that had already been like a part of my life for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my mother, I had recently cut out like probably right after I came out as trans. Um, Jeez. And being trans... Yeah, being trans was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back, I guess, which I I don't know, it might have been also like the foundation, you could say, but we just had like a lot of, uh, a lot of other issues going on, um, I get kind of with uh, yeah, personal relationship stuff. So um, yeah, it just wasn't on great grounds to begin with. And so I don't know, as soon as I like put stuff out on social media, I kind of braced myself because I knew like somebody was going to contact me with some nonsense. Right. Um, they always do. And it happened. Of course it did. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you tell anybody about this? Like, uh, why wouldn't you talk to us about it? Like, well, what kind of surgeries are you getting? And I was like, all right, let me lay it out for you. <laughs> Had I felt comfortable telling you any of this, mm-hmm. you would have known. Right. You honestly would have known. Like me telling you now, this is me telling you. Had I been had it been like an option for us to have this discussion sooner, we would have had it. Exactly. Um, so yeah. And then second of all, don't ask me those questions. That's not your business. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> Cause like family yeah. or not, like I'll share what I want to share with you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, if you, that's what I always hate. And it goes even past, you know, coming out as trans everyday life. Like if, if you find out something about me that I didn't tell you, I didn't tell you for a reason. Like, <laughs> you can't be mad at me. It's your own fault. <laughs> like, if you don't yeah. make me feel comfortable, it's not my uh, job to let you know my personal business. 
I thought we were on the same yeah. page. <laughs> now I get that. Is it like a religious thing that they don't support you, or is it more like a personal? They don't. They're just ignorant to it. Uh, they're just. They're just. Uh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, they're just ignorant. Um, and I say that with as much compassion as I can muster. Right. They're just ignorant. Um, they're just ignorant white people that live in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, religion kind of plays a part ish into it, and so far as they'll use it uh, as they see fit, kind mm-hmm. of as a weapon. But yeah, I, yeah. This I had someone had the audacity to tell me not to cherry pick things from the Bible, and I was like, <laughs> "What? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Oh god." <laughs> but that's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. I just and not most sometimes outright racism and like just transphobic, I guess. Yeah, but mm. micro, so many microaggressions that I didn't recognize until getting away and mm-hmm. being and um, I guess learning like some of the things that they were doing, like were manipulation tactics or. Um, you know, like calling certain people a slang terms that I was like just used to hearing. And then uh, just the other day, Ray brought one up. She was like, what? I've never heard that. And I said, I heard that my entire life. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Um, so and just like, yeah, just casually calling people fags. But... Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. My dad so did that I was too. Just like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then like, even like, it's that's that generation though i feel like too it's like well that's something that you know we used to say and it didn't mean that when i was younger it wasn't it wasn't that offensive when i was younger so it's fine and it's like well it's offensive now okay (laughs) yeah i'm telling you it's offensive now like why does that yeah that the amount of times that i heard like that's just how they show their love or that's just who they are their family i miss me with that bullshit i don't give a fuck like they they could they don't give a shit how i feel so why should i give a shit how they feel exactly exactly so are do you think you're the type of person that like i mean clearly since you don't talk to your parents anymore but like do you think it's important to have that while you're transitioning because like in my episode with luke the main topic was like how important is like a supportive family when uh you're transitioning do you think you need that or or no? I think you need a family. Uh, and I think the family, the word family can be used however you want to apply it. Um, I think everybody needs a support system regardless if you're trans, cis, no matter what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of the issues that trans people go through are also just human issues in general um so true yeah i think everybody needs support i think that on my last episode let me look right now i'm not last episode in my episode with luke i put a poll up on spotify that says i'll read it right now it says is the support of family when tradition when transitioning <laughs> is the support of family when transitioning the most important thing question mark and 40% said no i don't need one and 60% said yes family is everything so i found that interesting i feel like a lot of people 
do put family over anything over everything and will kind of stay in contact with loved ones who don't support them and i don't and there's no shame in that i completely get it if family is everything to you and like you're willing to go through that just to keep your family but i sure as hell could not (laughs) Mm. yeah no um yeah that's that's it's it's heavy stuff um it is what like your your fam blood family I, i don't know i i might be a little biased but if if they're not supporting if you don't feel I guess the easiest way to break it down is if you feel unpleasant around somebody or if you feel pleasant around somebody, like it's, it's pleasant or unpleasant feelings. Like if I feel unpleasant around this person, I don't want to be around them period. Right. So, right. My thing is always like blood really doesn't mean anything to me if it doesn't also come with love and support. Like, because then what's the point of being a family? Like, what's the point of calling you my family if you don't love me? What the fuck? (laughs) Like, like family is supposed to love you unconditionally Mm -hmm. and unconditionally loving somebody means still loving them, even Mm -hmm. if they're not doing what you want them to do, even Mm -hmm. if they don't love you back. Mm -hmm. It, that's what unconditional love is. And that's not what I experienced, unfortunately. Right. And I think that you said that, you know, you, there was a lot of micro microaggression from, you know, the people you're surrounded by. And I think that's a, that's also kind of a huge topic, especially for people who are trans or come out as trans, because I don't know that there's a lot of fucking microaggression that comes with all that stuff. Cause it's so easy mm-hmm. to overlook and be like, Oh, they don't mean it like that. Or, Kind of like the the F slur thing, like oh, it was something that was okay in my time, so it's okay in this one, and then it's just written off, and then you're manipulated, and it's like okay, what? <laughs> and then you yeah. feel invalid. I'm so sorry if I shouldn't have said the F word. By the way, oh no, I'm please, sorry. it's fine, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter. You can say any words. <laughs> I just bleep them if they're that bad. But yeah, it's it, yeah. I get that, and I. The people who manipulate like that aren't even aware that they're manipulating. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. So it's yeah. hard. It's hard to place blame in that sense too. Yeah, and and part of learning about all the manipulation tactics um, and learning like kind of the language surrounding it is being able to like point it out in other people, obviously, but also being able to recognize it when I'm doing those things because. I know I also have said things that I'm not proud of and, mm-hmm. you know, things that were said with uh, not the intent that I was speaking of. So it, right. it's it's coming to terms with that I also do these things and trying to not do those mm-hmm. at the same time. And, like, I bet you that you're you're very good at that now that you've you've taken yourself away from – you know, people who were like that towards you and it's easier to see the line between what's manipulating or what's gaslighting or what's bad or what's, you know, good. I feel like, cause I don't know, we're all, we all turn into our parents as people say, where we're like, if you're not Mm -hmm. around your parents, I feel like you can see as you grow up, what's, what was wrong (laughs) and what wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. You're just, I mean, it's just, you're repeating patterns over and over again. Mm -hmm. And until you like 
kind of wake up and see the patterns for what they are, like you can't really do anything about it. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, I stopped when I came out as trans to my dad. I stopped talking to him for a while because I was like, well, I'm not going to stay if you're going to treat me like shit. The fuck? Why would I want to be here? And I think Mm -hmm. that the longer I went successfully like being myself and being happy with myself and he wasn't a part of that he saw he wasn't a part of that he then became the one who was outcasted and you know because everyone else in my life was calling me Cody and using he and pronouns he was the one that was out of place you know what I mean he felt left out yeah I feel like they don't they don't know what they got till it's gone that's all I'm trying to say yeah yeah I yeah, I'm glad that you guys worked it out. That's really cool. Um, yeah, my dad, I don't even know if my dad, pro- he probably does, I guess. He probably sees me on social media, so he probably knows I transition. <laughs> oh, dude, don't even, like, my dad couldn't, he needs to call me with every question he has about his phone, so I don't think he'll ever see any of this, which I'm really thankful for. <laughs> but, like, God forbid, Dad, I love you, but, you know. <laughs> You could have been better, is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> but yeah, thank God that some people in my family don't know how to use a computer or YouTube. <laughs> like, thank God. <laughs> um, That's the little things. <laughs> yeah, right. I take the little wins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but how do you, for anybody listening who also struggles with an unsupportive family or not talking to their family because of you know unsupportive reasons? Do you have ways that you've coped with the unsupportiveness in your life? Uh, therapy. <laughs> therapy, first and foremost. Um, if you can uh, afford it, have access to it. Obviously, it's a privilege. Um, seek it yeah. out if you can in any way, in any form. Um, try Trying to make connections in other places. Um, True. That's the epitome of human existence is connecting with other people. Um, everybody wants to feel seen and heard. So as long as you have somebody that you can talk to, like that makes all the difference. Um, Did you have anybody in your life that was trans or do you now? No. Uh, <laughs> um, now <laughs> ish. Uh, I, some people, there's some people at work that are trans, I think question mark or like mm-hmm. not, uh, uh, gender non-conforming mm-hmm. um so in proximity yeah but not really like friends friends which i absolutely would love to make more friends so <laughs> well you know i just created a, a discord server anybody can join up uh, you have to be 18 and up i think but anybody can join i just made it like two days ago you should definitely join bro we have a good time in there and okay. it's just a bunch of trans people and and if you're oh, cis yeah. too come join Everybody is welcome. It's a lot of fun. Um, I made yeah. it. I made it like two days ago, and I stayed up like almost all night just talking to people and like <laughs> meeting new people. It's actually really fun. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, if you need more trans people yeah. in your life, that's that's where you can go. Also, the Trace app too from last episode. I actually really have been enjoying the Trace app. It's oh yeah, I did download that and checked it out a little bit. Yeah, it's really cool. I. Because again, I also didn't have trans people in my life prior to this podcast, and now like I've met so many cool people through this podcast and like just on social media in general. And I didn't realize how important it is to have other Mm. trans people in your life. I did not realize it 
and now I am benefiting. Yes, yes. How you said you came out when you were 29, right? 29. 29? 29. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you got that. I wanted to say that so many yes. times before. <laughs> oh my God, yes. I am nothing but pop culture references. So. <laughs> Period. Yes. <laughs> 29. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, so all that time you've gone through your transition without any other trans people in your life? Yeah. Did you look to the internet at Elliot all? Elliot Page. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Daddy Elliot. Um <laughs> That was about it. <laughs> and even when he came out, oh my God, even when he came out, I was like, good for you, bro. That's cool. <laughs> not for me, though. I can't do it. That's not an option. <laughs> Shit, couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Oh, that's nice, but I wish, wish I could have some. <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny. You know, you're the first person to actually bring up Elliot Page. I've been waiting for somebody to bring up what? Elliot Page. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm in the middle of actually of reading his book. Did you read it or no? Oh my yes. Uh no. <laughs> I have it. Started it. Yeah. I think I got like a few handful of pages in and then he uh no trigger warning. I had no I had no idea what's happened in this man's life other than Juno and he transitioned. <laughs> um and he's he like just with no trigger warning went into some uh sexual assault stuff and I said what? <laughs> I know. Who I hurt like, you? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What did I get myself into when I started? Give me names, baby boy. Let's go. For real. Like, what? Oh. It was, it, yeah, it was really jarring. And I, at the, like, at the time I was kind of, like, low. So I think I was like, I need to, yeah, I need to come back to this at another time. So I haven't finished it. He also uses, like, oh my God. yeah, for anyone who might want to read Elliot Page's memoir it's a memoir right i think it is mm -hmm. um yeah. it's really good he he talks a lot about you know i'm in the middle of it i haven't finished it yet but he talks a lot like from before his transition and i'm kind of waiting for him to get into more about being trans i'm still in like the before stages of his life i think but i've noticed he definitely like uses a lot of words triggering words that a lot of trans guys don't want to use when referring to themselves. So that is just a trigger warning if anyone wants to read that book, but it is a really cool book. So there's some things that he says in there where I'm like, okay, I relate. Mm -hmm. I relate King, yeah. but yeah, he's really cool. I've been waiting for somebody to bring him up so I could talk about that book. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Like, I don't know. Like maybe I should have liked looked more into his Wikipedia page or some shit. I don't know. I had, I just had no idea. Mm -hmm. But now like looking back, I'm like, well, of course, cause Hollywood is terrible and toxic and everybody is horrible. Right. And he's, but, uh, he shares all these stories, these like sexual assault stories and shit. And I'm like, just drop casually. the name, but to drop the name, like I, you're going to give me this juicy story about all these things. That people who are yeah. mean to you in the industry, but you're not going to tell me who come on. Call out. <laughs> come Call on. Out. Really, like, why are we protecting fucking pedophiles? Why are we doing that? I don't know. I'll never, yeah. never get that. The internet's finally mad at Drew Barrymore. Like, <laughs> I didn't ever think that would happen. That's and I'm facts. so upset. 
That's facts. So anything is open. Everything's on the table now. Lay it all out. <laughs> anyone, <laughs> you could come for anyone nowadays. And it's fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nobody's safe. Dude, cancel culture is a whole other fucking story, bro. It's wild. <laughs> It'd be wild. I can't ever get on the same page as it. I'm like, is cancel culture toxic or is it deserving? I never know. I guess it depends on the person. Yeah. I'm rambling now, obviously. <laughs> no, I love it. Uh, we could, I just, I, well, first of all, <laughs> I have ADHD, so I'm so sorry. But anytime I think about cancel culture, I automatically hear Philomena Kunk from uh, Kunk uh, Does the World or whatever. Yeah. She's like, you could say that Jesus was the first person affected by cancel culture. <laughs> Why is that like really true? <laughs> Oh my god. Jesus is canceled. You've heard it here first. <laughs> Canceling Jesus. Oh my god. <laughs> Unfollow. Wait, don't do that on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Okay. If if Jesus um, if Jesus had like an Instagram or TikTok or YouTube channel, how many how much hate do you think he would get? How many subscribers would he have? And how much hate would he get? That's what I want to know. I want to know the ratio. <laughs> like <laughs> I can't, I'm, <laughs> oh, I started thinking about what Jesus would look on Instagram and I just think of <laughs> Fabio. <laughs> what would his feed look like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You're like, with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag we're everywhere. <laughs> Also inside you. <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> that one got me. Shag were everywhere. <laughs> I might have laughed too hard at that, but that got me. Like I won't laugh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Bringing it back, bringing it back. <laughs> uh, fucking Jesus, man, I could talk about that all day. Not that I love <laughs> him, on, him on Instagram and what his feed would look yeah. like. All right, so our the topic that I wanted to talk about the most today is transitioning as an adult since you mm. didn't start transitioning until you were 29. Um, but I want to ask, do you think there's a big difference between transitioning at an older age compared to a younger age or no? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get to go through life being who you want to be, Cody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because I ask the dumbest fucking questions. And, <laughs> no, and, sorry. No, you're good. And not one person has like called me out on it until right now. And I'm like, Loki, really happy about it. I'm so- <laughs> I don't mean to call you out. It's just. <laughs> Would I'd rather grown up hating myself or loving myself? <laughs> I mean, when you look at it that way, yeah, I get it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, because, like, for real, 
I'd be pulling these questions out of my ass sometimes. <laughs> so like, call me out. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, besides that, um, yeah, just being able to move through the world, like how you want to be seen and being able to build up your confidence from a younger age with that perspective, instead of like having to fight everybody else's perception, your whole world right. for longer. Right. But do you, I think I, what I, what I more meant by that, I guess, is like, I guess, right. You would want to transition at a young age because you want to go through life being true to who you are. But like, I guess, is it, easier coming out I guess it would be easier coming out younger but like do you feel more emotionally mature now and like do you think you would have changed that aspect of it I think younger yeah like it's a it's a lot it's a lot to deal with um internally Mm mm-hmm so younger, you're still, your brain is still developing. Um, so that in itself is a whole can of worms. Um, Which we will get to. <laughs> like, like, yeah, your own <laughs> sense of self and like trying to manage your own emotions. Um, you're also like dealing with your parents or whoever you're living with at the time, mm-hmm. um, your caregivers. <clears throat> right. And if you don't feel safe around them, like it's obviously going to deeply affect how you handle your own emotions and how often you check in on yourself. So yep. it's just, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to say it, it really is an individual thing, but overall, like ideally I think people, it would be better if people were allowed to explore that side of themselves more and more openly and honestly True. without the societal like stigma of it. Do you think you would have made like the same choices if you transitioned at say, 21 like would you have would you have like started testosterone and then wanted to wait a little bit to get top surgery because you wanted to like kind of take it slow do you think or do you think you would have been more like me and like just fucking went as fast as you can yeah I think I was I was talking to Ray about this last night like I don't I don't know like I think I would have definitely would have been interested in like the testosterone blockers Mm. um at the very least, um, probably, definitely testosterone, or so I say testosterone blockers, like the hormone blockers. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, and then probably, definitely, still testosterone, um, and yeah, yeah, probably, eventually, still top surgery. I don't know how quickly, but I mean, again, it just it it's really hard to imagine because, like, even even if those were like things that were discussed around me, the trans identity itself was not accepted in my house. Right. It's so it like it, it, it would have been a moot point anyways. Mm -hmm. Had, had I had a supportive family, you know, if, if this, if that, if this, you know, ideally I would have loved to transition earlier. I would have loved to have been born a cis guy also, but (laughs) you know, (laughs) But you know, can't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, like I just, you know, have to focus on the things that I can control. And right now, right. I'm doing those things. Right. Because I guess, I don't know. I guess I, 
thought about it in a sense of now, because I transitioned at 18 or started transitioning at 18. And if I think to myself, okay, what if I didn't and I started transitioning at 30 or 40, like, would I have moved slower through my transition? Would I have made different choices? Because like, actually, I was talking about this with my mom this morning. Um, Talking about, I was talking about getting a hysterectomy because I still haven't gotten a hysterectomy yet. And I was like, you know, I kind of wish that before I started testosterone, I went out of my way to make sure that I could have kids one day, you know, the whole freezing situation. And I was like, I kind of wish I did that. And my mom was like, I told you to do it. You should have listened to me. And I was like, I was young and I, all I wanted to do was just start testosterone. And I, Mm -hmm. I don't regret anything about my transition, but that I am kind of like, damn, like I should have done that before I started because now I have to, you know, come off testosterone if I want to do that and go through all the motions, which would be really hard for me. Um, So that's something that I think, you know, if I transitioned at an older age, I think I would have been able to kind of think it through more and like understand my morals more. But it's not like, Mm -hmm. it's not something I can't go back on though. Like I can still control that. I can still, I can still do it now. And that's not to say that kids should not, be able to transition because right i don't think that but i do think right. there has to be somewhat of a difference of like the being self-aware at a young age and shit like that you know yeah i don't yeah the the, the kids part is also a an interesting part of it too i guess because like i remember being even your age and wanting kids still uh mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> being like well, you know maybe <laughs> um <laughs> definitely don't want any now uh, at least biologically um yeah yeah is is that because uh, yeah, of your transition do you think no <laughs> no <laughs> i worked at a daycare for three years gotcha. <laughs> in college so understood I'm good on that. I, I got my baby fix in i'm good i yes okay okay yeah, that's no, good cool with being like a uncle figure or something but <laughs> that's good i feel like because that's a big that's a big struggle i think for trans guys at least me because i you know I don't know. I feel like I don't struggle too, too hard in my transition anymore. Dysphoria-wise, don't get me wrong, I have my bad days. But the one thing that, like, makes me want to kill myself is the thought of not being able to have kids one day or biologically or whatnot. But mm-hmm. it's... Is it's it, Go ahead. <clears throat> sorry, can I, can I ask, like, is it the is it, like, that you can't make one the same way like that a man can or is it like yeah, definitely plays the process part. of having to come off both testosterone? both i think it used to be the the sense of like i couldn't do it the same way a cis man could that definitely was mm-hmm. something that ruined me as a person but then like you mm-hmm. said i realized what i could control and i got over that and it doesn't bother me as much anymore especially because now, now i don't really I don't spend most of my days wishing I was cis anymore, which is something new in my transition, but good, good for you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but now I would say it's, it's the fact that I would have to come off of testosterone and do the whole fucking thing mm-hmm. that I don't want to do and go through all that for it to maybe work. That's where yeah. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> but yeah. I think it's a good thing that you kind of don't have to worry about that. Cause it sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would much rather just like not want kids. <laughs> yeah, 
It's I'm okay. We got um we just got like a family pass to this indoor trampoline park. Uh so we go there and like stress our stress bounce and like get all of our anxiety <laughs> and stuff out and then there's inevitably some uh, like couple like toddlers will end up following us around and like jumping around with us. So <laughs> it's fine. We I get to like hang out with a kid in like yeah. a safe non-creepy way. Right. Just on a trampoline. <laughs> It's very adorable. <laughs> That's fun. See, I feel like because I have a nephew, he's he's about a year and six months now, and I watch my sister and my brother-in-law, <clears throat> you know, go through all the motions of it and deal with having a, a little toddler now. And I'm like, oh my god, I would blow my brains out. I don't know how you guys do this. I babysit him for like one day at a time, and I'm like, my head is spinning, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. so i don't even yep. know how i'm gonna actually be able to do all that but i could see that it's like worth it you know what i mean yeah absolutely yeah it's yeah i do like the kid when i was at the daycare like i the kids that i like kind of bonded with more like oh man i still love them so much and i hope they're probably like oh my god like probably 10 years old now at this point or like around that age mm-hmm. um love them hope they're doing well but yeah uh don't want my own kids that's fine and especially since learning more like again about trauma and stuff like it the 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 amount of ways that you can traumatize a child within the first two months of their life that affects them for the rest of their life it's disgusting and i hate it oh it's terrifying it's absolutely terrifying yeah i can't even imagine how i'm gonna be when i have my own kids one day because even with with my nephew like i'm so aware of everything that I do all the time around him <laughs> and I'm like I I don't want to I don't want to give this kid trauma like oh my god and that's why I mm-hmm. think gentle parenting is a thing now <laughs> yeah 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 that's the important part like there everything is everything is trauma and trauma is subjective right but it's more about how you um how you find resilient like uh rebuild after I guess right um, and just kind of right. come back together after that's true you make a valid point my friend now what i wanted to touch upon a little bit too was i talked about it a little bit in my last episode with aiden and taylor and jackson uh but there was a part in that episode where i was like i was asking aiden i was like you know 50 year old trans people and he was like yeah like yeah of course like they exist like duh and i was Mm -hmm. like I was like, you're so right. <laughs> like, my bad. But, like, <laughs> like, and it's, I, I sat with that for a minute. And I actually put a video on my Patreon and I let some people respond. And I wanted their input on it, too. Um, of, like, it's not that I don't know that older trans people exist. I know that. But I question why I, f- I forget sometimes. Or I'm always, like, surprised when I hear about a 50-year-old trans guy. Because... Mm-hmm. you know, Aiden was just like, well, they're just not where you are. They're not hanging out at the same bars that you are. Like, why would you see them? And I'm like, yeah, that's true. But I don't see, I don't see regular, not regular. <laughs> I don't see 20 year old trans guys in my area though. I mean, obviously I wouldn't know, but like, come on, I would know. Like we all have a radar. We have a radar. Like I would know. Yeah. And like, <laughs> Sure, I've seen a f- like a few my age, but like even that I haven't. Like, it's it's more social media that I'm talking about, and I think mm-hmm. I failed to get that across in my last episode. Um, but 
it's, I don't know, it's the fact that I think that older trans people aren't on social media as much. And I don't think it has anything yeah. to do with me forgetting that trans people exist, older trans people exist. It's the fact that they're just not on social media. And the ones that are on social media is like Buck Angel. I'm not going to look up to fucking Buck Angel. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I had no idea. Of, um, I had like just heard about Buck Angel not that long before you did that episode. And then I, because I was just talking to Ray about it, I think like literally the day before I listened to that, and I listened to the episode and I said, what? <laughs> no. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't talked about Buck in a while because I feel like I, I milked the shit out of out of Buck and all of his <laughs> weird things. Terrible. Terrible things yeah. that he says. But th- he's come out with more content. So has Blair, who I also talked about a little bit too that I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. soon. But <clears throat> I wanted to read, because uh, I put this on my Patreon uh, I wanted to read some of their responses and how they felt about it. I think I got two responses from mm-hmm. Jackson and Max, who I love dearly. They're both in the Discord server, uh, so come talk to us uh, in the Discord server. But Jackson said, I definitely understand and agree with what you were saying, especially towards the end where you said that older trans men just want to flow through the wind, right? Because I was saying that I think that older trans guys – go back to that like I just want to f- flow through the world and I don't want anybody to know I'm trans so like they don't necessarily they're not on social media trying to help the the youth you know what I mean and so and then he goes on to say I guess that uh being trans back then wasn't heard of so it makes sense I mean there was drag queens, but being a trans man was very quiet and hush-hush. I think it also has to do with our generation being so open with who they are and what they are. We are the voices that everyone hears and sees, so you're definitely not wrong for feeling that way, uh, for feeling that way you feel about older trans men because I feel the exact same way. And then Max said what he said. I definitely think it would make for an interesting topic. I think it would be great to hear from more older trans guys. That said, though, I think they started their transitions in a very different time when it was when it was as jackson said more hush hush though though there obviously are so many hateful people right now and anti trans laws being put into place things are still more accepted now than it was then so i'm not sure if i'd view it as their responsibility to post on social media per se but i think it would be so cool to hear from more older trans men like you said, it's kind of hard to see any representation of what it may look like as a trans man at 60, but maybe we're just looking at in the wrong places. And I think what he just said is hella true. Because if I had a 60-year-old trans guy to look up to on Instagram or TikTok, I think I would feel a lot better about my future. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I weirdly I'm in like a couple of like Facebook like groups um like FTM groups and weirdly enough I did just like comment on this one guy's status because he like posted a picture and like did his about me Mm. and this guy was like the American Arnold Schwarzenegger and he was like (laughs) and I said my god you are a beast (laughs) and he was like 60 and I was like what the hell are you doing (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she like a lot of them I feel like are the fitness 
very, yeah. very, very cis passing, very stealth. And that's why I'm always like, wow, you know, 50 year old trans people, you know, 50 year old, 60 year old trans man, like, because where are they? Like, they're not showing themselves. And that's fine. That's completely fine. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that they have to. I'm just saying that, like, yeah. they exist, but where are they? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it's probably if they did like transition in a time where it was hush hush, they're probably stealth and still stealth maybe to this day and Mm -hmm. don't want to, you know, Mm -hmm. out themselves for whatever reason or, yeah, I don't know. Like older people, I don't think are on its social media as much anyway as younger people. So that of course plays a part. Um, Yeah. They won't really know how how to work it. I guess that does play a part. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. And then I like, I guess most of the, the stuff that I see, it is, it is a lot of younger people, but it's also just people just wanting to reach out and like be seen and be heard. So I think right. everybody's just, they're just searching for that. And I think that's just a common young person thing to do. Right. So it just so happens that like they're the subset of people. That's true. I would love to have an old trans guy in here. Like, I'm talking, like, 55, 60. Oldest, yeah. Like, just old as shit. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a trans guy above the age of 50, hit me up, bro. <laughs> hit oh, me yeah. up. I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in the group that's, like, um, 30 plus, but I don't I'll have to see if there's any more. Do you go on Reddit at all? Dude, Reddit and I have a weird relationship. I, I always find <sighs> myself, like... I have the app, first of all, but I never use it. I always Google it, and then I just click on the Reddit threads. You know oh, yeah, mean? of course. That's of course. how I use Reddit. I don't think I understand That's how Reddit. you're supposed to do it. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, like, look things up on Reddit? I don't get it. I literally don't get it. Uh, well, the search, well, they they got rid of Apollo and stopped letting third-party apps do their thing for it. So that's mm. my first beef with them. Um, but the, like the, the app itself is trash and you can never search anything. So yeah, I always go like, I'll Google my question and then add Reddit to the end of it and then open up the thread from there. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's how like everybody does it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's lots of, um, like trans groups, um, like trans female, also trans man, um, <clears throat> of like age stuff. Yeah. Over 30, over 50. I feel like that's the thing. They stay in, they stay in their in their little face Facebook groups and stuff. You don't see them on, like, you don't see them having like a big platform on like TikTok or Instagram, yeah. really. And that's fine, like, because it goes into the you know, like, not every trans person has to be out. It can be stealth, and that's fine. I just think that younger trans guys, and I'm sure trans women too. Like, I think they could, I guess I'm still on the younger side, so, like, we could benefit so much from seeing an older trans person living their life and, like, doing it and, like, being successful. Because mm-hmm. what the fuck do we have? Buck Angel? Like, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. like that yeah, is but, such I mean, bad representation. You know what I mean? It is, yeah. He's bad. Bad Buck. Um, <laughs> bad Buck. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I, I don't know, with more millennials kind of doing more inner work i'm sure we'll see more <laughs> some older people like my age True. and older hopefully like kind mm-hmm. of come into themselves and realize some things um 
but also like don't don't forget that like having all the young people on also helps the older people because like I that's what I did is I went to TikTok TikTok and seeing all these young people like sharing True. their experiences and stuff and it made it, it it normalized it for me and helped me like right. come to terms with stuff um you know kind of figure out where to go from here like what to expect that's um, true see i think i still i'm sometimes in the mindset of like older people have more authority and like older people no, should tell me what to do <laughs> i think like i must have been traumatized as a kid in that sense because like yes <laughs> you were yeah because like even like in the last episode with Aiden and even a little bit with you like I I was nervous a little nervous to talk to Aiden because he was he had a he has a bigger platform and whatnot but like I think most of my nervousness came from the fact that he was older and like even mm -hmm. sitting there he was like teaching me things and I was like wow like I'm learning a lot yes sir, like, yes, sir. I, I so you know, and even from you I'm like I I like <laughs> <laughs> And I think I just have a sense of like older people know more or I guess that's not exactly true because you're right. Like older trans people can learn from younger trans people on the internet. I didn't really think about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'd be rocking on social media too, just quietly. <laughs> true. True. Yeah. I would um, like to see more of it though. I won't lie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. it it's It's hard though probably too because – if you're older, I'm sure you've had more time uh, of people trying to suppress who you are, like trying to like fight whatever demons anybody's got going on. Um, mm -hmm. I know I wanted, sometimes still do like want to be more active on social media and kind of share mm -hmm. my stories and stuff. But then, you know, I always have like the, the fear of like, I don't like the hate comments and stuff. Like I'm, I'm very sensitive and I take things very personally. Mm -hmm. Um, it's hard not or to. Or like even just like, yeah, uh, getting anxious about like my family seeing anything mm -hmm. um, or like, you know, somebody that doesn't agree with my lifestyle choices or right. whatever bullshit, which really I know logically it doesn't matter mm -hmm. um, if I say something that upsets somebody and it's, it, I'm quoting like what they did or said and they're upset by it. Mm -hmm. well, maybe you shouldn't have said that or did that thing. But Right, exactly. That's yeah. <laughs> kind of back to what I was kind of saying earlier about like my dad seeing this. Like if you see it and your feelings are hurt by it, it's because you fucked up. You know what I mean? That's like, a you problem. Yeah. yeah. Like all I'm saying is I'm just telling a story. I just I'm just telling people what happened. Like yeah. that that was a big obstacle I think I had to get over when starting the podcast and being present on social media. It's like, oh fuck, what if like my extended family sees this? The ones that like I see only mm -hmm. at like Christmas time. Like and then I was just right. like, you know what? Then like let them be uncomfortable with that. I'm fine. I'm chilling. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm happy with the choices that I've made. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I get, I get the social media aspect and how hard it is to, as a trans person, to put yourself out there, even at an older age when you've been through it all. Like, I don't know. It goes into I've talked about it a couple times. Uh, Wesley Tucker. Uh, he the most beautiful fucking man I've ever seen in my life. He has a large following on social media. He sings, he does it all. He's very talented, but he's so stealth. Like he has never talked about him being trans ever. And the only reason like 
I know he's trans is because I'm trans and like I I could just see through those things like you know you probably can too, and it's like yeah the battle of like does he have an obligation to be there for other trans people and give advice and tell a story wow. or does he not and like obviously he does not it's a it's a free it's a free world like you can do whatever you want mm-hmm. but it's hard to not be like oh you have a platform help help us yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah but yeah you're allowed to do whatever you want to do can't be mad yeah that is that is hard i had to look him up because i wasn't sure who it was and he looks like a little anime boy <laughs> he it's does a little bit he looks like um like a trans blonde james charles almost oh me. my god <laughs> <laughs> wow with, with the eyes with the eyes of jasper from twilight wow you're like not wrong <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's very man. interesting taste you have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no shade. <laughs> He's very kiki. Yeah. Have that. you heard that before? Kiki? The kiki booba. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love that. That's my favorite thing. It's very kiki. That's that funny. Dude, I, I think I found him like when I was freshly trans and I was like this. This is who mm-hmm. I want to be. Him with like Jaden Whale and like Sam Collins and all those fuckers I've already talked about. Hmm. Did you have anybody like that? You were like, I definitely want to look like this. I want to be like this. I'm trying to get like you. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of who a good example would be, but I'm I'm coming up blank. <laughs> other than this is fucking embarrassing. <laughs> Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> <laughs> So kind of that energy <laughs> or, uh, or I love so, it. <laughs> for the Kiki, Zach Gilvanakis would be a Pedro Pascal. <laughs> so Dude. like somewhere in between those two. I love it. 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 <laughs> well, you, you should watch the last of us. An amazing. Show. I, pl- I played in that. I played the game. I played the game, but I didn't okay, watch the show. Good, good, good. Um, moving on a little bit to our second topic, uh, yes. just cause I know I've kept you a little bit long here. But um, when we first started talking and texting a little bit, you were telling me about um, that you've been through a divorce. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I got a comment um, of somebody asking me to talk about how to come out to uh, a partner and how to deal with it if it goes wrong. I wanted to ask if your divorce played, did that play a part? in the divorce um honest i'm honestly still processing a lot of it Mm. um it was just like finalized like a year ago like Mm. recently like Mm. within like a few days like a year ago um and a lot of it has been like learning like looking back and being like oh that's that's what this was. Oh shit. Mm. And then kind of having to like reframe mm-hmm. everything since there. Um, so that it was a lot of that, but the coming out as trans was a big part of it. Um, yeah, it just, this person, the person that I was with, we were just not a good fit to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. And they were kind of like checked out of the relationship and then 
didn't want to come back in until I was like, I'm good. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, so gotcha. it's kind of one of those situations where then they had tried to like overcompensate and it was mm-hmm. just not, <clears throat> it was not it, uh, in a toxic way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what it, isn't love fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Sorry to ramble. Um, fine. yeah, ultimately I guess shit. Yeah. Coming out as trans was, was a big thing because they, I had to have a conversation with them like, Hey, like this is who I am. And it feels like you miss this other person. Like you miss who I was. Mm. And they flat out said, yeah. Oh. And I said, Oh, Ugh. okay. That's, that's a so, shitty thing to say to somebody. Yeah. I'm um, sorry. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, that was, that, that was kind of like just the nail in the coffin where mm-hmm. I was like, well, shit, this is, that's done. Um, yeah. so. But it's like, also like, I don't know. Yes. Like I am a different person than I was before I transitioned. Clearly. Hello. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm also the same person in a sense. Like, yeah. I am me. I'm the same person you raised. I'm the same person you fell in love with. I have the same jokes. I talk the same. I have the same mannerisms. Like, I am me. Just say he, mm-hmm. him. That's pretty much it. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. And it, it really, it ultimately, it's masked as a trans thing. But ultimately, it's that, at least personally, I guess I should say, it was that they missed being able to control me and manipulate me and mm-hmm. being able to, you know, have have governance over every move that I have, right. um, financially, socially. Mm-hmm. It Yeah, it was just not a good situation. And, and I, the more I accepted myself and did inner work and realize like you know I am worthy and Mm -hmm. I don't deserve to be treated like this like the more I set boundaries and stuck to them like the more resistance I got the more pushback the more shittiness happened right um and so they missed they missed that person that they could just roll over and do whatever they wanted Uh and that that's what hurts the most is yeah. you miss you miss the control that you had. You miss the idea of me, not right. who I am as a person. Yeah, exactly. It has nothing to do with who you were as a person at all. Yeah. They missed and that's, that's not love. No, not at all. Not at all. I'm sorry you had to go through that. That sounds really hard. Um, do you think, did that like stop your transition at all? Like, did you have to take a break <clears throat> from your transition? No. Good. Good on you, dude. No, Good not on at you. all. Um, yeah, that was that was like a, a slap in the face of I need to get away from this person. Hell yeah, as you should. Um, and at, and it it had been almost nine years with them at this point. Oh so, god, bro. Yeah, that's that's wild. That's a lot of time. Yeah, it was a ride. It, I honestly felt like I was sleepwalking until I turned twenty nine. Mm. That's a good and way to put it. I just, it just, I just woke up suddenly and like, was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why, 
why am I doing these things? Why am I around these people? I don't even like them. Mm-hmm. Like they're, yeah. I've been there, bro. It's, <laughs> and then when you finally walk away and realize your worth and realize how shitty that person was treating you, it's like, oh, oh wow, life is actually enjoyable. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. You mean like there's, it's possible to wake up in the morning and not immediately be filled with a sense of dread? Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's possible. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it, it is out there. You can find that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That uh, kind of goes into the topic of do you think it's wrong or transphobic for a partner to leave you for coming out as trans? It's a big topic. I know. I know. I, I, yeah, no, I, I love it. This was, I was looking forward to this question the most, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I think it, I try to not speak in absolutes because there's context to everything. Um, who's to say anything's wrong really if you get cheated on is it wrong because then you know if you leave that relationship because of this ultimately they did you a favor and now you can move on to find something better you know what a glass half full (laughs) it was morally wrong yes but you know for you ultimately it's for the best like yeah be with somebody who wants to be with you exactly um so kind of stuff like that uh but it's it's rough because it's also like if you're with somebody that if you're in a relationship with somebody and romantic attraction and sexual attraction is important to you both Mm. and then you transition and you're not sexually attracted to that person like you know like right what can you do like yeah i think that you know obviously there's no straight answer there's no line down the middle with that question it's more like me personally i think if we're in a relationship i come out as trans and you don't want to be with me anymore it's wrong of you to be like i miss the person you used to be i miss oh yeah i don't i will never see you as this person you will always be this person to me but if it's like okay i support you i'll be your friend I will love you unconditionally, but Mm. I can no longer be your romantic partner. I can no longer have sex with you. That's fair. That's like, Mm. you're being supportive, but you're also putting your needs first, first, which is fair. You know what I mean? Mm. But I don't know. To straight up leave somebody? Yeah. Sus. Yeah, that's questionable. Um, I would say there's other things going on besides. Right. But yeah. I don't know. That just it. I recently heard this quote, um, or not a quote, but like a saying of, "A fish and a bird can be in love, but where would they live?" Like sometimes people just aren't Oof. meant to be together, and that's okay. Like you can still be friends right. and still be amicable. Right. That's fucking sad, but it's true. Definitely yeah, true. It just life be like it do. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm gonna name the podcast now. <laughs> Life, life, life is, you know, life is just hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard out here. I'm just a little guy. <laughs> life is just really hard. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's my first day. <laughs> Please. Actually, <laughs> I fucking love that joke, bro. Uh, um, now, I want to ask how you fucking coped 
with that being with somebody for nine years, coming out as trans, and then having to deal with that all alone. What advice would you give? Um, you that? <laughs> I wasn't technically all alone. Um, so at the time, well, I am polyamorous. Oh, and at the time, I also, yeah. Um, and I was kind of debating on whether or not to like bring that up, but in case there's anybody else that's polyamorous trans going through this, I got you. <laughs> um, I but yeah, I was with, um, I was also living with uh, another partner mm-hmm. who that was a whole different kind of relationship toxicity unlike the opposite end of the spectrum. So <clears throat> lots of shedding happened. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, I coming out to those two was two different experiences. Um, mm-hmm. The one that I was with for like nine years um, they were, it was kind of just indifferent. Um, I don't know, like not really, su- it didn't feel supportive. It just kind of felt like fake support. Like just, eh, you're here mm. kind of that situation. Um, and then the other one, um, it was like a, a twin flame kind of relationship deal. So probably doomed from the start. <laughs> uh, and that's a, a perfect, uh, fish and bird situation. Right. Um, yeah just really not healthy for each other um and they were very supportive and i still love them very much um but you know just wasn't wasn't right for either of us and we weren't growing together so wow but yeah as far as like actually like coming out to them um god man what did happen (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i like started like kind of questioning things and like kind of talking to them and uh oh i did the whole like oh I'll, I'll try like you know she they to kind of see how it feels like oh maybe like they them will feel better and i was like well no that still doesn't doesn't mm-hmm. feel right and then i was like well you know like let me let me start paying attention to how often i feel like feminine like how often i feel like good in the feminine like presenting that way like how often i feel grateful for having my chest um mm-hmm. not a lot dude not a lot uh <laughs> So I just kind of being open and and sharing that experience with them. Um, And then for the most part being like, you know, like we'll, we'll, we'll use whatever pronouns you want, like whatever sounds good. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then kind of trying to play around with it and having a lot of like internalized uh, stuff to work through. Like honestly, a lot of like internalized transphobia myself to work through. Um, I get that. Me too. Yeah, and then uh oh and then i did have like a full-on mental breakdown and uh went to a a partial hospitalization program for a couple weeks uh missed like six weeks of work had a nice little reset um (laughs) so (laughs) uh therapy everybody more or less (laughs) um but it just i don't know it it was stupid and it honestly got to the point of the only way that i can give you a description of it is um have you ever seen Avatar The Last Airbender? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when Zuko is going through the shit of, like, fighting the good and evil and he has his, like, cold or whatever on the floor with <laughs> Uncle Iroh, that's what it felt like. Like, <laughs> I felt like I was being, like, split in half and, like, just going to die if I didn't either, like, do this thing or... Mm-hmm. That, the other option was mm-hmm. not being around, honestly. Yeah. So, um... So yeah, it was just kind of like a come to Jesus, I guess, moment. Um, and yet people and, think it's a choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
And so, I don't know, like I, I controlled the things that I can control and unfortunately the people that I was with did not react super well. <laughs> um, right. But amidst all that, I guess, um, I did like had recently started seeing um, Ray, who I'm with now. Uh, <clears throat> so, and she was kind of there to, was, uh, to greatly help me and like, you know, kind of pointed out like, hey, like that's taught, like what they're doing right now is toxic. Like mm -hmm. this situation is toxic. Like what, this is not good. Mm -hmm. Like you shouldn't do this. And then, you know, she would also point it out for me also like, hey, like you're, you're doing some shit right now. That's not cool. Right. So, yeah. That's yeah, all having, it takes sometimes. Having somebody like that around. Yeah. yeah. All it takes sometimes is just somebody to poke in, but like, hey, something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. not right. I get that for sure. I so. <clears throat> I feel like, I don't know, I f fortunately never had to really, I came out once to a partner, but that was, it wasn't really me coming out. It was her being like, hey, stupid, you're trans. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that was my that was my experience in realizing I was trans and that's all it was and then I never really had to come out to any partner ever because they all knew I was trans before they started dating me you know what I mean mm -hmm. so like yeah. I had met and sorry go ahead no I don't even know what I was gonna say you start <laughs> so sorry <laughs> yeah I read when I met Ray um she was actually like one of the first people I met like as Oliver also so that was cool um that's awesome. To have her around. So she, like, when she first met me, she thought I was further along in my transition. And I was, like, a couple of months into socially transitioning. Mm -hmm. And wow. so she, um, yeah, but she grew up, like, in the Washington area and very open-minded and had been around, like, other trans people before. So she was a huge support system. That's good. That's awesome. That's what we need. That's all we need. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's not a lot to ask. <laughs> The sun is coming up. This is that. I don't know. You're crazy. <laughs> Sorry. It's golden hour. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, I think the comment I got was, um, I think they were pretty much asking. It was on through like Instagram, so I don't have it anymore. But it was, mm -hmm. um, asking advice on how to come out to a partner who yeah. like you've been with for a while and. Do you have any advice on that? I don't know if I do. <laughs> so I want to get philosophical and ask, like, why do you feel like you can't already, like, talk to them about this? There you go. Yeah, that's true. You know? That's true. Um, you know, it, I guess if you're with somebody that you're already, like, having an open dialogue with, like, but also, like, if it's something that you're, like, just kind of, like, starting to think about and nervous about, like, I get that too, but I don't know, you could get, get a text Write it, mm -hmm. write it down somewhere. That's what I was like, gonna hey. say. That's what I was gonna say. I feel like yeah. writing it is definitely easier, because um, mm. I think that's where most people get hung up is the actual like the part of like actually having to yeah. say it. I think God, when I yeah. came out to my mom and my dad, I was like, I, 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 I. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so I get say that. It. <laughs> <Say> it, vampire. <laughs> yes, I'm trans. <laughs> It's like the fucking, it's like a bad word to say to it, or it felt like a bad word. Mm -hmm. uh, so I get yeah. that part. Definitely write it out if you need to. And honestly, I don't know if this is 
this might just be my own personal opinion, might be a little controversial, but like if you're with someone who you think is not going to take it well, should you be with them? <laughs> like if you even have to question that kind of thing, I don't know. Yeah. But conversely, I guess I'm so sorry to do this to you, but uh, the there's a like a Hawaiian practice of um, ho'oponopono, and it's like um, the act of like radical forgiveness, and ultimately, it's like teaching you that your you control your reality, and what expectations you have on people is kind of what will present itself. Um, so, like if you're expecting something to happen, it's probably going to happen because you're already looking for it, kind Whoa. of thing. So. You're so wise, bro. Uh, no, no. I just listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I think it's really interesting how humans move throughout the world. Yeah. Um, does that, in general, does that fall into like manifestation? Is that the same thing? Prob yeah. Yeah, definitely. Bitch, I love to manifest. Yeah. It's my thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do. Um, yeah. But part of like the, um, like the practices saying like, uh, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. Like it's part of like a mantra mm. and it's saying like, um, I'm sorry that, uh, hold on. I took, I have to read, I took a screenshot of this cause I knew I was probably going to say something <laughs> about it. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's trying to teach you to like take responsibility for the things in your life. Mm. Um, but yeah, when you say, I'm sorry, you're recognizing and accepting responsibility for the actions, thoughts, and emotions that have caused a conflict to manifest. Um, <clears throat> the words, please forgive me, are said as a request to make amends with your higher self and the universe. Uh, thank you is uh, the opportunity to show gratitude that you've had this opportunity to like learn a lesson or grow from. Mm -hmm. And then I love you. It's just like, you know, everybody, everybody needs love. Everybody's deserving of love. Oh, I love and, it. Yeah. You're and it's not, it's good for... <laughs> It's good for other people, but I think it's it's more important to do that with yourself. Mm. Facts. You're a very half. You're a very glass half full type of man. I'm I'm digging it. I love it. I spent uh, a good port. I spent a good twenty nine years being the glass is completely empty. So <laughs> ain't no you water in this somebody. glass. <laughs> There's there was no water in this bitch to be found. It was the Mojave. No way. <laughs> no, yeah, I feel you on that. It reminds me of my sister. My sister always makes me look at the sun and say thank you, universe, all the time and shit like that. It's it's so stupid and annoying and it's cringy. I get it. Saying the mantras is stupid. <laughs> no, but and... like it works. It, it works. works. It's it does. so fucking dumb. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Honestly, I no. hate that I can just go outside and be good. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me that I can just take these pills mm -hmm. and walk outside in nature a little bit and be fine. <sighs> You're telling me I can help myself. <sighs> what the fuck? <laughs> For fucking real, bro. That's good advice. That's advice I haven't heard yet on this on this podcast. This is a manifestation type thing. I love it. Absolutely love it. And I think and not not the boss babe stuff too. Like <laughs> like just just love yourself. Yeah, just love yourself. And like everyone's like it's very hard to love yourself. You know, it's it's a lot harder than it sounds, and which it is. I agree with that. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it is as simple as it sounds sometimes. If that makes sense. If you just say it, just look in the mirror and just say it, it'll happen. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is really hard, especially if you've been like taught not to value yourself or like shown what what self love is, mm-hmm. or even like what compassion is for other people. Like, you, how can you be expected to learn that? So, um, you know, if that's where you're at, like, don't be hard on yourself. Like, we yeah. all have to learn sometime, right? Um, Very. but yeah. Yeah. The your first thought isn't your fault, but your second thought is. Ooh, ooh! You're the <laughs> wisest man I've had on this podcast so far. I love I it. I have such a sick collection of little sayings. <laughs> <laughs> do you write them down in your phone so you could read them from time to time? Uh, I do, and then sometimes my girlfriend and I are really gay and write um, post-it note like little notes to each other all over our closet. Yeah, <sighs> I love that woman. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. That sounds like it's key to a healthy relationship. I love it. You try. Hell yeah. Um, I think also to go back to the, you know, dealing with a yeah. partner, because uh, I have a thing here, what to do if your partner is pushing you back in the closet? Run. Like stop it. Yeah, exactly. Like stopping your transition. Like literally run just because it's not worth it like life is so short to not be who you are and in my humble opinion being who you are and being true to yourself is so much more important than than like love and relationships like love yourself first and then comes the other person you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah I mean yeah you got to spend the most time with you and at the end of the day you're the only one that has your back, right? Regardless of how much you love other people, mm-hmm. like you gotta, yeah. you gotta be your own best friend. Yeah, which is really hard sometimes. True, it is. It took me a long time to be my own best friend, and I think it's just a, a now recent mm-hmm. thing. Like probably the start of this podcast is when I started being my own best friend. Like it's it's a hard thing to do to not depend on anybody else, and that even goes for like. Mm-hmm depending on other people to ease my dysphoria or make my dysphoria better. Like, I think it took me a long time to realize that I am in charge of my own dysphoria. I can't depend on my partner or anybody else to make that better mm-hmm. for me. Cause then they leave and it would be like, my world would be crashing down because then I got to deal with it myself. And it just, it just further like solidifies what you're already thinking right. and says, Oh, here's another case that adds on to of why I think this. Mm-hmm. And you know, right. Exactly. And that's why I say reach out to, to trans people because I didn't do that. And I think I let people like in my relationships and stuff be in charge of my own mental health. And like when you can talk to somebody who's been through it, you're not so much relying on them, but just looking for how to get through it where like cis people can't do that for you. Like, as I said before, they can mm-hmm. give you sympathy or empathy, but that's about it. And while that's nice, you need the relatability. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice to like be able to talk to somebody who, you know, that they get it. Like they fucking get it. They understand how exhausting it is to move through every single day with pointless things being gendered for no fucking reason other than to sell money Mm -hmm. and to reinforce the patriarchy. And Mm -hmm. it's so stupid. Mm -hmm. It's so stupid. Dude. And I really, I can't, it's not even like a plug for my discord anymore. Like I can't tell you how, (laughs) how nice it is to just be in a big group chat with people who aren't there to like 
for their own benefit. All they want is just mm-hmm. people that are like them. And like we're not sitting in there like always talking about, you know, trans things. It is just people who are like me and like you and just good people just hanging out. And I, I'm telling you, it's mm-hmm. only been a couple of days, but my mental health is soaring because of it. That's good. Good. I love it. I love meeting all the trans people through this podcast. Yes. I love it. Yes, representation matters. <laughs> it do, it do. <laughs> um, we're hitting in the um, uh, hour and 45 mark show. We can start to call it there. Um, and I've been dropping the ball. I said I was going to do uh, like a trans song a week, and then I skipped it for like two weeks. So sorry, everybody. Not that anybody fucking cares, <laughs> but I care. <laughs> so... Uh, I <laughs> so I wrote here on the Google Doc a song that I wanted, and then you looked at the Google Doc and you were like, "That song is fucking sad." <laughs> I got, <laughs> I got one for you, and I said, "Okay, bet." <laughs> listen, listen. No shade to Mister Ra- I don't even know how to say his name. Ravel. Yeah, Ravel. God damn. I. Wow. Yeah. It's deep. Yeah. It's a sad song. It's the one. It's I think the song is actually called Rat Rabble Rap Rabble by the Village. It's the one where it's like, don't you, oh, don't you yeah, even yeah, go one. there, cutting off your long hair. It was yeah. a TikTok song. It was very popular. It's sad as fuck. But if you're like me and sad songs make you feel comforted, you might want to check that out if you haven't heard it. Um, I really like the line that says, "There's nothing wrong with you." There's something wrong with the village, so it's not you, it's not yourself. There's nothing wrong with you, but it's the people that are around you who are treating you like shit. That's what I like about it. But he has a point. It's very fucking sad. So if you're not that type of person, <laughs> not to yuck your yum, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. Um, you <laughs> you could go with Oliver's suggestion. Suggestion, which was what was it called? Rageless Hope by Ninety Nine Neighbors. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was a good song. I listened to it. Um, there's a vocalist on there who is a trans woman, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. It was a good song. Uh, Nadia, I believe is her name. Right, yeah. You'd yeah. find her and on that, the And their whole album of that is phenomenal and was what I listened to to get me through what I when I was transitioning at the first few months. So I have a soft spot for 99 Neighbors, and I'm very upset because they just announced they're splitting up. So. No! Oh. Pour one out for the homies. <laughs> for real. <laughs> but they're all doing... They're all doing like solo stuff now, so that's cool. That is cool. Uh, you wrote a lyric here. I just I just noticed that. Read that lyric to me in the Google Doc. Uh, real change, real change. It always sounds so quiet. You would never hear a seed push through the ground. Ooh, I like that. Is that your favorite part of that song? Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. Yep, that cuts. It cuts deep. I like it. I like it. Oh my god. I'm gonna. It's gonna become my new favorite song now. Watch. <laughs> um. Oliver, where can people follow you on social media? Um, I'm on Instagram, TikTok, and Snapchat uh, as Oliver Went West, all one word. I love that fucking username. I love it. (laughs) Oliver, I said to you before, Oliver's got to come east. I want Oliver here. I love Oliver. (laughs) Yes, I would love to visit. It'd be awesome. Hell yeah. Um, Now you can follow me at HRT Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. I post there every single day of clips that you see here. Um, You can also follow me on Patreon at HRT. 
and make sure you subscribe to me here because I see a lot of people are viewing it but not subscribing. So just subscribe. It's one button. You can do it. I believe in you. Um, also, <laughs> as I said, please, 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 you should really join my Discord. It just launched two days ago. The description will be in the link below. Click that shit. It'll be worth it. I promise. And as I said, subscribe to my Patreon. I post there. I'm starting to use my Patreon as like a Twitter-esque moment. I just post da like daily things on there now. So if you're interested in that, I'd love to have you there. Um, you'll get you know updates faster than anybody else. So you should definitely do that along with Discord. And that is about it. I drop videos here every Tuesday. And yeah, that's about it. Oliver, thank you so much for coming on today. You were great. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Hell yeah.